We've qualified for the World Cup. Go and compete. <laughs> Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of This Is Football. Loads of new ideas, new sponsorships, Trev. So what we'll do is we will get out the sponsorship. Tesco's Express, we're delighted to announce, have sponsored us. Big shout out to Jared, Sarah, Greg and Magna for getting behind us. We really appreciate it. Trev, we have new ideas. Do you want to jump in here and give me a dig out? Uh, well, you've kind of landed me in it. Yeah, so loads of ideas, loads of, well, kind of... Well, we mentioned Scott first. Yeah, well, that's actually. We have Scott's toy, corner. We need, we need actually a new name for Scott. Scott is coming on board as our League of Ireland pundit. Is that what we'll call you for the start? Yeah, I'll, I'll do a bit, of, a bit of punditry. Yeah, maybe upgrade to expert uh, during the halfway Ooh, through the season. Oh, he's confident. Oh, he's he's okay. confident. So a new segment we're bringing into the show, which is League of Ireland. We're delighted to have Scott. So welcome, Scott. Cheers, lads. We have a professional on it. That's a nice change. Yeah, well, Scott Crawford, by the way, we haven't actually given the second name. I know a lot of people know him, but just we have to give him the full title. We won't mention the second name after that. Yeah, but yeah. he is our social media yeah. guru who's out there getting a promotion now. Well, the job landed on my lap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do we not have a six month or a six week trial? Well, we've done it with you. You passed it, so yeah. we should be alright. Well, yeah, okay, fair enough. Right, so yeah, look, we're looking forward to um, We've a few new ideas. Um, we've changed a few things around. Um, listen to a bit of feedback um, and we're still open for it a bit more um, you know it's never going to be perfect but we'll, if, if people want ideas um, looked at or thought of just give us we have Scott now at the, on board so we can just reach out to us on the socials or on our email address this is footballafc at gmail.com and um, all ideas are welcome once they're positive <laughs> <laughs> yeah, monster positive. Yeah, we're delighted to be announced as well at the second part of the show. We have League of Ireland player mm. uh, Connor Keeley, St. Pat's Athletic centre back. He's coming up in the second part of the show. Really exciting interview we had with him last week. Mm. Um, Scott, you're going to go through some of that with us as well. Um, we get straight into. Yeah, well, we have. Well, we just have a, a quick chat. I know we're going to come up with, with Connor, but I suppose Scott. Uh, Go straight over to you. Like I mean, at the end of the day, he's uh, you know him well. You know you grew up with him. You played ball with him. So and you were obviously are in to, to get him on on the podcast. So do you want to give us a bit of like before we actually hear from the man himself, what he was, what he was like growing up and uh, yeah, like myself and Connor, we know each other since play school. So uh, good mates uh, at this stage, and you know always growing up. Um, Connor was always very exceptional at the football. He played a year up with Kevin's, and uh, it was just it was very obvious that he was gonna, you know, play at a very high level. And and he's uh, he's absolutely smashing it now at the League of Ireland. We'll touch on it later, but he, he made the team of the week in the first week mm. of the League of Ireland, and uh, he had a great performance. And um, we'll just get straight into it. So yeah, uh, Pat's they won one nil away uh, to Galway. I was actually talking to Connor's dad Brendan mm. uh, at the weekend. And he said the conditions down there were horrible. It was just one of those games where you just had to get to three points and, and get out of there. Uh, Connor mentioned that the uh, middle of the pitch was so bad that when you put your boot in, you couldn't see it. Wow. Like it literally sw- swallowed him up yeah. uh, like the turf monster. Um, but look, Pat's got the win in the end. Jamie Lennon got the goal. It was came from a corner. It kind of just fell to him in the box. It was a lovely smashing finish off the, mm. off the crossbar. Yeah, I was actually watching that match uh, on Friday night. 
the t- conditions looked terrible, the wind, the Trust, rain. Yeah. It, yeah, it was horrible. They actually scored very early. I think it was the second or the third minute. Third minute yeah. yeah. And then it was a, a dog fest from the rest of it. There was not really much football, but as you said, Scott, it was all about getting the three points up there. Awesome. Um, and to be fair to uh, Connor, he was excellent. Mm. He was excellent. I know it's easy for us to say that because we no, have him on the pod, but he, he was, and um, he was, like he made team of the week, so we obviously others agree. But you have to remember they're going to a, a really bad, bad weather. And um, looking at the match itself, the pitch, like what you're saying, Scott, you could actually see it on telly. It looked like it was just after motorbike could have to go over the middle, and just it looked atrocious in the middle. But they're coming up. I'm all right saying now this is where we need Go, you yeah, they've no. just come up this year yeah Galway Galway blitzed the first division now uh, yeah. in fairness last year they won it with oh, like a nearly, yeah nearly like nearly 10 games to spare it was honestly really? yeah and they reached the semi-final last year uh, they nearly lost out to, to Bowes uh, at home so they are a decent outfit they've got a, a good uh, blend of uh, youth and mm. experienced League of Baron players and their manager John Caulfield uh, has been the Cork he was Cork manager when they won the league uh, a good few years ago like back to back so um, I think they'll be a dangerous outfit mm. I, they won't be a team that'll be just looking to stay up I'd say they will be trying to challenge for Europe or at least they'll be looking to be very comfortable in the league this year and you know with their first game at home as well like when any league any team is promoted they're always up for it like obviously they're up for the season but your first game at home you get you know you get pats you get a big draw you're on the telly, you know. It was, uh, you know, it's 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 big. So yeah, it was really really good and important result. Well, it just goes to show, like as I said, I was watching that game. If Connor's getting man of the match, it means Galway played well. Mm. Yes, yeah. the centre back getting man of the match. They were under the cosh. As soon as they scored, Galway came out and had a real go at them for the for the rest of the match. Really, uh, Pat's looked dangerous on the counter attack. Um, but yeah, Galway looked like a decent outfit. They're going to be hard to get points off up there. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll lead into the, the other results around the league now. Um, so if you don't know by now, I'm Bo's mad. I'm a member of the club. Uh, so I was at the game there on Friday at Daly Mill Park. It ended 2-2. Uh, I'll give a little mini-match report, I suppose. Uh, Bo's came out firing, playing really well. The first goal was scored by the new man, uh, the Estonian, uh, Stein Rencourt. And it, honestly, it was a lovely goal. Um, the interplay between James Clark and Reincourt. It was like nearly a 1-2-3 and then Ryan Kurt slotted it into the top corner it was a really really nice goal and perfect start to the season you were thinking mm-hmm. uh, but Sligo in fairness they came back into it Bowes kind of dropped off a good bit uh, and they got the equaliser only about 15 minutes later uh, lovely goal again to be honest now I say that the finish was fairly fluky but the build up play and there's a lovely reverse pass around the corner through one of the Bowes uh, defenders uh, the finish was a bit lucky like a hit off the keeper came back off your man and went in but the build up play was honestly excellent and then Sligo took the lead after that, just before half time, a killer when you're a Bowes mm. fan. Uh, corner came in and it just dropped outside the box and Hartman picked it up. And it's one of these goals, if you're a neutral, if you're a Sligo fan, you look at it, it's a lovely goal. He got past two or three players, but it was a packed box. He, he actually did really well. He created a little bit of space inside, jinked inside and slotted it underneath the keeper from Bowes' perspective. I mean, he's gone and beaten three players in a packed box. You'd yeah. be very disappointed. Um, then after that, like, it was... Unfortunately, like, last year, our year, the performances weren't great, but we were kind of grinding out results, and it was kind of that kind of feeling again. The second half it was a bit passive. We weren't really taking that many risks, and it wasn't until uh, the last 10 minutes of Bowes really started going for it, and the second goal, the equaliser, to snatch a draw, was another actually really nice goal. Ball was played out wide. 
and uh, Dylan Conley played a lovely cross in James Clark met it and he just put it back across the keeper it was a lovely goal but overall I mean Sligo struggled last year and Bowes at home this is kind of a fixture you, you would have mm. wanted to start the season to get going so the 2-2 draw okay result I suppose but performance was a little bit worrying um, and also Bowes literally not even joking only have two senior centre half starting mm. the season and they lost Rob Cornwell after 30 minutes to an ACL injury so it's and what's that like you're saying they only started the season with two centre halves surely yeah. that's bad management yeah so I don't know the ins and outs I'll be honest mm. but uh, from the rumours there's a bit of a power struggle between the manager and director of football and that's causing friction uh, so basically Fenlon Pat Fenlon mm. um, used to manage Bowes back in the day won a good few titles with us he's bringing in players and it Rumour, are uh, Declan Devine's kind of saying no, the manager. Okay. So um, there's something not working there, mm. and the I believe the transfer window ends in on Friday coming up. So oh, so it's still open. I didn't realise it, it is still, still open. open yeah, okay. but uh, like there's free agent signings. They had a, a Polish lad, Christian Novak. Um, mm. He's a free agent at the moment, so I wouldn't be surprised they pick him up to to get the reinforcements in because uh, that's a bit of a disaster. I'll be mm. honest. Do you want to fly through the other results there, yeah. or just to get, and then we'll have a little quick word about the upcoming fixtures, I suppose, as well. Yeah. So the other results: uh, Derry beat uh, Drogheda at home two one. Uh, Derry this year they've kind of piggybacked, you could say, off uh, the old Dundalk lads, uh, Pat Huben, who was a prolific goalscorer for the last three years, been top goalscorer many seasons. He picked up his first goal uh, to make it two 0 Boyce made it one 0 at the start of the game, or sorry, start of the second half. And actually, probably goal of the week, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It is Evan Rears, uh, turns out to be only consolation free kick. Uh, it was about 35 yards out, and he deceived nice. the keeper, put it the keeper's side. But it was an absolute rocket. It came off the crossbar and in. Um, so that will be all over the League of Ireland socials, if you want to check that out. Um, I'll just go through the last few results. So this game was on the telly, on RTE, um, which was... The champions, unfortunately, Shamrock Rovers, they played Dundalk 1-1. Uh, another actually excellent goal in this game uh, came from the Dundalk frontman, uh, Galan, who whipped a free kick uh, into the top corner, uh, crashed off the crossbar. Um, but Rovers, they dominated the game throughout and they got the equaliser with half an hour to go uh, through Aaron Green. Um, from watching the highlights, kind of a, a standout player was uh, Connor Noonan who every set piece he took it was whipped in and it was pure danger and uh, that's where they got their equaliser from so uh, I mean Bowes are level with Rovers after one week so it's all, <laughs> not, it's all not too bad uh, well, if you're in around Rovers at the end of the season you'll be doing alright but after the first game it's probably a bit early but you're clutching you'll take there, it you're cl- you'll take it you'll yeah, take you it. have yeah. to take it you've no choice Yeah, they're a measuring stick I suppose yeah, and, uh, absolutely, yeah. they, they started last year fairly slow as well and then but didn't both start fairly well last year six out of seven or something like that am I wrong in saying that and then Rovers not win six out of seven yeah something like that Yeah, there was uh, I think after the first round of fixtures so if you don't know they play each other um, four times Mm. and I think Bowes won eight out of ten to start off and they had an eight point gap over Rovers uh, after those ten games and uh, that disappeared fairly quick didn't didn't Rovers play Bowes in in Bowes and Beat them, I think it was three or four two or something. That was kind of the start, of the, and that was the, the beginning clawback. of the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which was end. very early on because yeah. I was watching that. But you could always, you know, you could feel even then, 
or you could even see it like they, they are superior or certainly were last year and, and they've obviously they, they clawed them back in fairly handy yeah I mean Rovers kind of have they have Bowles number now after the last two three seasons mm. it was about four or five years ago where Bowles would uh, constantly beat them but now it's it's turned around and uh, when we were beating them they were still winning titles so uh, they're getting the best of both worlds now unfortunately um, and then the last result of the weekend was newly promoted Waterford who came mm. up through the playoff last year uh, they're actually their manager is former Bowles manager Keith Long uh, they picked up a 1-1 draw against Shells who uh, had a good um, season last year yeah and, and, and we're right in saying Waterford went 1-0 one 1-0 up, one up in that game yeah 1-0 up one and uh, and a half uh, breaking well. ball yeah um, Asamoah he's a, he was also in the team week he showed great pace to, to get by now he it did take a nick off of Shell's defender to go in but it was a nice individual goal mm. and then Sean Boyd uh, got the equaliser for Shell so Damien Dustman started off with a draw uh, away against Waterford honestly not a bad result again the two teams that came up this year they're not going to be like a UCD last year where you kind of yeah, you feel yeah, like they're they're gone. Mm. These these two teams are fairly well financially back, so yeah. it's going to be a dogfight, and uh, it's uh, it looks grim when you when you're a boss supporter. You see the first fixtures, and uh, you're looking at there's not all the teams are going to be very very competitive this year, so you can't really uh, mm. slip up early. Am I right in saying Galway are the Man City of the the, the League of Ireland? It seems yeah. I heard about uh, the Com- is it Comer the Comer group, Comer yeah, group yeah. are backing them with loads of money. Oh, so right. let's see Very and good. and, and uh, let's see how they get on. Um, well, anyway, fixtures, 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 the yeah. fixtures for this upcoming week. Well, let's talk about the big one, which clearly is and it is a big one, not just because of we had Conor on uh, Pats and Bows. What's yeah. your feelings on that? Uh, Who's at home? Pats. Pats are home. Pats are home. Yeah, not not great uh, after the first round of fixtures. Um, obviously, uh, it's a, a rematch of the uh, FUI Cup final mm. uh, last year. We won't get into that. I literally cut short a holiday to uh, to go see that game. So uh, not a great idea. No, not a great idea. It cost me a lot of money, and uh, I just end up crying anyway. So <laughs> um, yeah, no, the big game. That's that would be the highlight, the uh, marquee game of the week. Uh, Pats and Shakur. Um, lovely little ground, Richmond yeah. Park. Lovely, like you know, f- uh, classic football yeah. ground. Um, Four sides. It's a lovely atmosphere down there. Um, so unfortunately, I actually I'm not going to the game. You're going to a worse game. Or even fortunately, I'm not going to the game. Yeah, I'm going to a worse game. I'm going to uh, go see United play Fulham. So uh, I cannot make. That. Jeez, that's a bad. That's a bad <laughs> weekend. That is. You know Could you not cut that holiday short? Mm. <laughs> uh, it might cost me more money. The, we- the weather is meant to be atrocious again. This I've said atrocious loads of times already. A bit meant to be bad this weekend, so I think it'll be another Friday night like we seen last week in Galway, which will obviously affect or ca- potentially affect the game. So it'll, it'll be interesting, but the pitch should be a bit better in fairness yeah, rather yeah. than Galway. So that might make a bit of a difference. What's your project- projection for that? Projection. Prediction. 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 One nil bows. Keely on goal. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is cruel. Oh. No, nah, but seriously, seriously, oh uh, my God. I would absolutely snap your hand off for a draw. So mm. I will go one-one. Is that right. is that heart or head you're saying though? Oh, that's that's, that's, that's all heart. Yeah, it's all heart. Well, realistically, head. Head. Uh, yeah, like five nil. No. no, not five. I'd say I'd I'd say Pats would win by two. Mm. It's just Bowes missing centre halves and. We've already touched on Akili in the air. He won everything last yeah, week, so and he'd be yeah. the the vocal point in all the in the attacking um, set pieces as well. So I think Bowes will really have their uh, have to do their homework and uh, get real dirty to, to try and get a big or a result even out of this one. 
What do we okay. think? Are we going to give our? We may as well give our own. Like we, like I, 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 have, I have, I have no idea. Either <laughs> right. Well, I thought I know the Premiership, and I don't. So we may as well. Might get something right here. I think I'm going to say, I'm a Bose fan. I'm going to say three nil Pats. <laughs> Some Bose fan. Well, I'm just being, that's my head, not my no, heart. I, I, my heart I'm says go, I want them to. Go. I'd be like you, but I'd be. Yeah. After watching Pats on Friday night. Very hard to predict because the weather was shocking. Mm. They look dangerous. Midfielder, I can't think of his name. I think he's bouncing around the league. Pat's up a few years now. Forrester. Forrester, yeah. He's, he's a touch of glass. Yeah, he was looked dangerous on the break. Yeah. Absolutely dangerous on the break. I'm going to go 2 1 Pats. Yeah, that's not a bad prediction. Um, I suppose I want you just to give us up the rest of the Yeah, the rest of the fixtures. So, draw uh, their home to Waterford this Friday. Uh, Dundalk. They play Galway United. Um, another, you could say, probably marquee game is another Dublin derby is Shells, Shamrock Rovers. All right. That's, um, a, that's in Tolkien. Duffer will love that. Duffer will love that. Yeah, he'll be giving it to Bigham. He loves the league. He'll be giving it up to really? chest bumps. Uh, oh, yeah. Be, are there, these are all Friday night. Right, let's fly through the predictions then. Right, so what's the next one? So we had... Sorry, draw the, draw the Waterford is the first one there. Right, uh, draw the Waterford. Who, who are you picking? Who? I'll actually go for a Waterford win. I, oh. I go one off. Not that it matters. I'll go. Who was it? Ten nine. Draw it. Draw it out for you. I'll go draw it then. Draw it at home. Oh, hold on. Well, I'm You'll giving an actual you're score. Draw. He's going away. Yeah, score. Yeah. Okay, draw. I say draw. Yeah, Grant. We're not giving a oh, yeah, score. Oh yeah. Score. Super six. Well, I gave one one, and he's <laughs> all went. Uh, draw. What's the last one? Okay. Go on. Dundalk Galway. Um, I think Dundalk home win. Yeah. Yes. Dundalk. He's going to follow us. And I'm following you. <laughs> like a parrot, <laughs> two parrots on my shoulders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Shells, Shamrock Rovers. Uh, I will go for a draw. It's I'm, in Tolka. No, I'm going to go Rovers. I go Rovers. They, they Let's bring to. the young man in. We've Killian Owens here. Who are you yeah. going? Shells or Rovers? Rovers. Yeah. Rovers, right. I think we're all going Rovers, are we? No, he said Shells. Did you? No, draw. Oh, draw. 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 He won't. He's just because he won't. Yeah. It's like you with Man yeah. United. You yeah. just won't. No, I think I can't, I can't see. You know, it's not like a, a disaster and Rovers dropping points at home, but it's not great. They and they're good enough to bounce back. So I think yeah. it might be that. Um, I suppose official picks for Pat's Bows. I'll have to go Bows on the predictions. Say that again. Pat's Bows. We not already done that. One. Oh yeah, I said Pat's all day long. Oh, nice at two one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sligo Derry. Uh, I would Sligo Dirty yeah Saturday Sligo play on the Saturday how uh, did Dirty do last week they won 2-1 against 2-1. Rada at home see I'm, I'm actually into this League of Ireland <laughs> stuff I even remember yeah, that I couldn't yeah. remember my own name a minute ago uh, sorry what was the, this what's this week's fix Sligo, <laughs> Sligo Dirty Sligo Dirty uh, draw Dirty Sligo Okay, well that's that's fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Are we yeah. all just doing the opposite? Like, uh, yeah. no, I, I, listen, this is just like looking out into a field for me. So, is there any more fixtures? No, you, no, that's it. That's okay. it. Yeah. Okay. So, I suppose we'll move on to last week's fixtures for Dunboyne. So, as we'll shout them out, there wasn't a very lot of fixtures due to all home games being off with the weather. So, we had on the Saturday away, we had the under 11A won away to Ashbourne. Under 11B lost away to Maynooth. Under 11F won away to Maynooth. Under 14B won 6 3 away to Maynooth. I think everybody was just playing the Maynooth. The Astro probably could get the, the Astro, off. that's yeah. it, yeah. The, on to Sunday then, the under 17s won 4 1 away to Marino. Good win for the 17s. Under 11s had a draw with Marino. That's the MGL. 
on the annoying girls. Lost away to Malahoyed. Under 11D lost away to Holt. Under 8C. I can never figure these ones out. They're mad scores because they're twin games. Let's say they won away to Maynute. The under 10B won away to Donamades. Under 11C won away to Swords. Under 11D won away to St. Ethus. So a clean sweep for all them. Under 10 girls lost away to Swords Celtic. And that's all the fixtures or results we had from last week. Um, the weather's been brutal, hasn't it? Yeah, terrible. I mean, uh, senior teams have had to get their games moved to Manute now. It's just the uh, pitches can't hold up with the weather. What do you think of this, Scott, this summer football? Do you know what about it? Yeah, so look, it's 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 kind of piggybacky, piggybacking, piggybacking, off the uh, League of Ireland. Um, League of Ireland's been summer football now for, God, since I've been going, so nearly 20 years now. Personally, I'd be for it. Um, I just think the weather is so crap during the winters. Um, and I know just from a senior uh, side of it, lads are missing every week for whatever reason. So I, I don't see the, I think like the big drawback to summer football is that too many lads will be on holidays and games will be called off. But I think that just happens uh, all around the year. So I wouldn't be like totally against it. And I just think more games will be played. There's pros and cons to it. Uh, I do agree I'd imagine we're the only country probably or there's very few countries like us in Europe where actually we're not in line with our league their national league set up it's, it's bonkers that we're not in line with the league of Ireland no matter if you're for winter football or summer football or calendar football whichever way you want to call it the fact we're not in line is mental anyway bringing in the summer football I am for it like just, just definitely loads of pros and loads of cons. Like, if we bring in summer football, for example, this year, we wouldn't have a pre-season because we'd be in pre-season now and we can't even get a league match on. So we wouldn't have a pre-season with the weather, but we can predict the weather. So there's nothing we can really do there. The problem is then when you go in, there's no actually football in summer because they either call off July and August or it's mm. June and July. I think it could be July and August. So I've heard rumours it's June and July, which I think would be bonkers. It'd be better off July and August because you will get people away in August. It's cheaper to go away anyway for the summer months of August. Then the problem you have there is, I see, when you come in, you have to play in bank holidays. You're just going to have to play in the bank holidays because we're already coming in out to Paddy's Day and Easter on top of each other. If we're, not, if we're only starting a season and we're missing two weeks, like it's not great. You're not going to get a pre-season. You start the league, you're already missing two bank holidays. That, then you're going to go into the May bank holiday. And you're going to go into the June bank holiday. Now you have you have also an August bank holiday if you're on or off. You have October bank holiday. Although it's, you're going to have to play these bank holidays. Mm. We're just going to have to play them, or we won't get any football at all. What I suggest that we should do if we do go, or if we do go summer football is when we start, we should ramp in the games midweek early, because you're going to finish your leagues then in October. So. God knows what that weather's going to be like in October. So you're trying to get cup finals in in October. You're trying to get leagues finished in October. The dark nights are in. How are you going to do it? And then you also have the NDSL and the DDSL taking their teams I don't know, for a certain weekend. So they might be missing matches as Inter-league well. Interleague matches. Interleague, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Interleague so matches. What happens there? I, don't, I, I wouldn't be calling it summer football because they're not going to play in the summer. No, it's calendar football. Calendar football, yeah. Like, you're not going to play in June, July, or August. It's probably going to be July and August. 
So yeah. then you have September, October. You're not going to play November, December, January, February. Then you're back March, April, May. Which is a long time. It's That's a, a long, long time. off. That's a long... So you're going to have... You're going to have many months off because you're going to have June and July off. Then you're going to have November, December, January, February. That's six months. Yeah, it's, it's, I don't think it's, a, it's an easy thing to implement. I mean, the only... Like six months out of yeah. 12. Yeah. It's a, and it's that's if the weather goes with you. That's true too. I mean, I suppose in terms of the summer, you can get a lot more games in the midweek just because the evenings are longer. Um, I just know... Personally, I just think the winter football... I think it not that it has to be scrapped, but it's just you know yourself you now towards the end of the, end of the year the fixture congestion then is just crazy. I mean from March on March to June then there's nearly two games a week I know from the senior setup and it's just crazy. You get injuries, lads missing uh, games we called off. It, it's just uh, an absolute mess. But it, I don't think it's going to be as you said. Well, it's not going to be an easy thing. It's not going to you click your fingers and all of a sudden here we go. We've got this brand new lovely calendar football. It's going to be the best thing ever. Yeah, you're gonna get the same the same arguments off the same people. The people that are giving out that we're not playing because of the weather are gonna be the same people that are giving out. Well, I've no squads because everybody's away. <laughs> you're gonna get the same yeah. people yeah. complaining. Mm. Oh, we can't play because the weather's too bad. I can't play because my players are away. Can't feel the team. Yeah, what, mm. what do we do? I have to say, I went out to East Mead to watch a match on Sunday morning. That pitches were playable. Now I've heard they put eighty grand into the pitches, and it's eighty grand well spent. They were on this weekend and they were on last weekend and you wouldn't think there was a drop of rain on them. That's mad. That's the very pitches good. were excellent out there. Maybe that's something we could be looking at. But, it but also we need funding. It also depends on the many games they're looking at. Like, well, they're on every week out there. I know. Like, they can have games on every week but like how many? Like Is there like a, a 10 o'clock game at like 12 o'clock? Well, you know, is there heavy usage on the pitches? Yeah, yeah. They have a lot of teams out there. They have? Yeah. Right, okay. They have a lot. Like, they pit, game on after game. Okay. And the I wasn't cutting perfect. up or anything. No, though? I wasn't cutting up at all. That's mad. I was very surprised, mm. but sure, it all comes down to money and funding, and yeah, you know, I don't know. Or maybe I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. Anyway, um, when we move on to part two of the show, bring Connor in. Yep, perfect. Yeah. Okay. So let's bring in our guest now, Connor. Yeah, all good lads. Cheers. Thanks for having me on. No, uh, the pleasure's all ours. The boys are very excited to have someone of your calibre on the show, but before we uh, get into any questions, I have to ask you a question myself. Yeah. Is it Pats or Curbs? Pats or Curbs? No, it was Curbs when I was, oh, when I was going up. Posh. And that's the, posh. Yeah, yeah. that's the end of this show. That's the end of this show. I think me and I, I didn't ask. a few games that down the years, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, outside of Connor's calf, definitely, yeah. and I never won. <laughs> 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 well, we'll let you offer it if you can, like Herbs. It's definitely a pot's in my house, but we'll go, we'll go with it. Anyway, come here, let me ask you, Connor, let's bring us back, if you don't mind, to uh, to start your career. Where did it all start for you? Yeah, so I think Schoolboy, if you want to go back that far, we started off with Kevin's, um, was there for a couple of years, played with Dunboyne for a year. And then from under 13s onwards, I was with Shells right up to the first team. Um, so I had many clubs in their age. Um, but again, they were the, the three main ones that I was with. You were, what age group were you with when you were at Dunboyne? I think it was 11s or 12s, I think it was. Um, one of the 13s when I went to Shells. The only reason I remember that is because we won the All-Ireland that year with that 13s team. So we had a very, very good team. Um, but I think it was under 11s or 12s when I was at Dunboyne. 
Very good. Trev, you had a question there for that, had you? Yeah, well, I mean, we're obviously going to link in on the dump inside of it. Who who would have been your coach or coaches and, and what kind of, what players would have been? Don't mention Scott now, bar from the decent players, you know. Who would have yeah. been with you? No, I had uh, Billy Jones and uh, Ray Whelan were the two two managers. Oh, yeah. um, I remember I left and I was kind of caught in a bit of a limbo of where I wanted to go and stuff like that. And to be fair, they, they met me and said, look, you're going to come enjoy a play with your mates and stuff like that. And to be fair, I did. I was playing up top for, for most of the year in midfield as well. So I've, I've gradually worked my way back down to, to centre half. But uh, now they were the two and I had a great time. I was playing with all the lads that I was in school with. So, you know, I was playing football with them, I was playing guy with them, I was in school. So it was a really, really good year. And how did you find at the time, uh, Connor, with the guy? Was it were you asked to pick one or the other, or were you always soccer, or were you tempted to go guy, or what way did your career lead you? Yeah, it's a funny one. Um, I just tried to play as much as I could. Um, I played guy, I played football, I played golf as well. Me and Scott and other lads as well were up in Blackbush most days during the summer, so I, I kind of tried to play a bit of everything. Um, but again, it kind of came to the stage of my career. I remember it so well. My debut for Shells was against Cove at the end of the season. And we had a guy, I think it was a, a minor semi-final or 21 semi-final. And I had to choose between the two because they were on the same day. And I chose, obviously, to play uh, with Shells in my debut. And that's where I stuck with it from then. Could you know what age group that was? Uh, that would have been no. That was the senior level. With, with oh, Shells. senior level. Sorry. Yeah, senior. Yeah. No, that was um, that was to make my senior debut. So, it's it's worked out well. But again, I always I always would lean towards the the football and soccer kind of side. I think it was a big question. I was like, that's a tough one to, to be asked to put in that limbo, yeah. wasn't it? Like, no, it is. And left. again, they they lost the game match as well, so it looked a bit worse. But <laughs> again. <laughs> You have to you have to be selfish. And you have to do what's right for you. And again, it's worked out well for me. So I was I was delighted with, with, with the way it's worked out. Before we go on, I know we're going to hit into senior level and stuff. And I know myself and Trev are coaching at a younger age group. We have the under thirteens. Mm-hmm. What guidance would you have for them kids if you had that? And if could you give them any information or, as I said, guidance? Yeah, I think there's a lot of things to, to, to go through. I think the main one, I, I only said, because I was in St. Peter's there the other week talking to the kids in, in first, second and third year and stuff. I think they're at the good age that they can play as many sports as they can. Um, and this is something I've, I've touched on as well before is, you know, teams are making lads decide between football and ga and making them pick one at such an early age. Whereas we have the advantage in Ireland, you can play as many sports as you can and you learn different things from them sports as well, do you get me? So, again, I think that's the main thing is just try and be as active as you can and because you will learn, you'll, you'll get stronger playing guards, a little bit more physical at times, you can bring that to your football, vice versa. So, again, I think that's one of the main things to focus on with the football, it's, again, just try and, and learn as much as you can with, with each, each session. Um, you know, nothing's ever going to be perfect. You're, you're not going to be um, perfect every session, but just try to uh, learn as much as you can um, and just enjoy our football. But I think that's probably the main one. Brilliant stuff. I'm going to bring in Trev there. Trev, is that anything you want to add on to that? I was, it's more a question for Scott about Connor. Is Was it there, Was it obvious at an early age? Like, I mean, it sounds like you. Well, I wasn't one of these people now, but there's always one of these players that, I'll try to give this position a go and sound like he's already covered it. Centre forward, midfield, now he's playing back at centre back. Was it fairly obvious that he was one of them players and he was always going to be going places? Yeah, 
really obvious. I mean, uh, the amount of times we play World Cup singles out is uh, <laughs> is green and be me and him at the end. And let's just say I'd never win. So it was it was it was just obvious. Connor was like going to be playing football at a high level. I mean, even at Kevin's, you put, you played a year up. I was the same age level as him. Um, and Connor played a year up, and he was well able to. And it was just obvious. Even you, you knew the school matches. Uh, that's was this the school matches where you started to play centre half for the first time. Yeah, it was. Um, I think it's because it was kind of a case where we didn't really have many defenders. We'd so many good attackers as well in that team that I just kind of not sacrificed, but I just said, right, I'll play there. And um, that's where I kind of started playing the skill games and with, with Shells as well. They, they said to me, look, we'll try centre half. And I brought into the skill games as well. But that was it. Like, it, it, it didn't matter, like, wherever we needed them in the skill games. And mm-hmm. that's that's where Connor would play. Like, it was, it was, it was so obvious. And I, we actually, I don't think I played. With you in the mine, I think I was off in like Luke and Lisa. You were, just, yeah, remember that, I, yeah, yeah. And I, I'd, I'd come down then on a Sunday. I think you guys played Sunday. I played Saturday, and uh, I'd, I'd rock up to Dunboy and go watch the game. And I might be like five minutes out or something. And someone inside the guy, yeah, Dunboy and Trinal up, and uh, Keely's got two. And it's just like, <laughs> it was every every weekend. It was yeah, so obvious. Like it was a decent level. Like we were playing at Dunboy, but you could tell that like. Connor was going to play at a much higher level very soon. Um, it was just so obvious from the get-go. Yeah, and it's funny you say that as well because a lot of the lads now, some of them don't even play sport, but some of them still play Gaelic. Um, there was a lot of lads, and it's quite obvious as well, there's, there was a lot of lads in that team that could have played at a really good level as well, but played different sports, gave it up. But again, I think the proof is, is in the town itself. There's so many talented uh, sports people, especially in football, that have come from the point as well that I haven't really heard about um, enough in my opinion it is it's a great point because we've spoken on the podcast over the last number of months uh, Connor about you know having that that player and we are a community club and absolutely yeah. that's first and foremost and it's, it's about inclusion but it's about also recognising that the, the certain talents and certain players that have not only have the drive but also have the ability and it's very very important that we actually make sure that they're they're not for, not that they're not forgotten you know they'll get where they want to go but whether we're part of it and we bring them as far as we can so it's it's vital like you, you mentioned the guy as well it's the same in the guy but you know we're obviously focusing on the soccer but it's, it's hugely important yeah definitely 100 percent. brilliant stuff lads so that brings us into your senior, your major she- your Shells debut. Uh, who gave you that debut? It was actually Kevin Doherty. We draw the manager last year. Um, he brought oh, me up, right. so I know him very, very well. Um, I've said this so many times. He used to be my postman when I was younger, so I know Kev a long, long time. Um, but yeah, he gave my debut. He used, again, I was training with them the whole year while doing the leaving certs. Um, so at the end of the season, he said, look, I'm going to put you in. And obviously... Maybe debut, and again, it was funny. I came back across him uh, last year as well. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a small so world. Leaving search, you would have been what seventeen, would it be? Oh, it would have been eighteen, I think. Oh, 18, seventeen, yeah, seventeen, and then seventeen, making my debut, and then eighteen, doing the leaving the year after because I turned eighteen in December. And who was that debut against? Can you remember? Uh, it was against Cove, one two nil. That was uh, me. Probably been one of my best uh, moments of football so far was, yeah. was making that debut. Again, I wasn't in front of the the crowds that Shell's getting now. I think there was only about maybe three hundred people there, but it was uh, it was such a good feeling. Wow, amazing! So, how long did you stay with Shell's, uh, Connor? So I was there the following season. Kevin um, Kevin left. There was obviously there was a lot of problems with, with Shell's, and I think he just he had enough. Um, 
and then the end of that season I left I ended up joining Cabin Dealey for three and a half years I think and again it's it was one of their moves it was just I needed to get out and play senior football that was the main aim and again I think it came away from those three and a half years with 80 odd appearances in at senior level um, so that's that stood to me big time as well um, I had some really, really good years. We got to the playoff semi-final one of the years as well. Um, we we lost to Jordan in the end, but we had some really, really good teams. And I played with, with lads like Jason Bourne as well. He was there in my first year, Bowes legend. So, you know, I met a lot of lads there, experienced lads, and it was, it was brilliant for me. Trav, do you want to come in on that one? Not really. Look, I mean, Cabin Teeley was well known for a, a serious outfit. Like, they're a, they're a well well-organised club and you always hear about Captain Teeley doing well in all, all kind of uh, cups and, and, and leagues so that's a fair move from there where did you go then Connor? so you went yeah, up yeah so it was Covid um, came and <clears throat> obviously we I think we only played 11 games after the the first kind of wave came <clears throat> excuse me and I got a call um, from Balamine up in, in Northern Ireland and Moved up, uh, moved up to there, uh, for two years again. Unbelievable club lads. Uh, I didn't even know of them before before the move, but they took me in like I was one of their own. We had some really, really good memories. Got to an Irish Cup final, playing in Windsor Park, lost two one. Uh, if we had a won that, would have had European football. So again, I had so many good memories up there. Such nice people, and I can't speak highly enough of them as well. Yeah, that's a hike, isn't it? Ballymain is right up there. Did you? I know you said they took you in, but was there, you know, you're playing against the likes of Linfield and stuff like that. Were you getting belters off any of them? Yeah, now, listen, Linfield are obviously one of the, the big dogs up there. Uh, Lyon now as well have started to, to come in the last couple of years. They've heavily invested in. So, uh, now, look, it was it was a tough league. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a lot of travelling as well to start. I ended up moving to Belfast for, for six months as well towards the end before I came back to the League of Ireland um, but again had some really, really good memories there scoring against Linfield as well beating them 2-0 at home and stuff like that so uh, no again it was it was all a really good really good experience and how would you put the standard from the League of Ireland to the Northern Ireland League is it there or thereabouts is, it, is there a big gulf in between them do you think I, I think there is at the moment um, I think it's 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 a lot more physical up north Um uh, compared to down here, I think it's the game is a lot more advanced down here, and I think it is growing up in, in Northern Ireland. But again, I think it's a good, I think, seven or eight years behind the League of Ireland at the moment, particularly with attendances and stuff like that. Yeah, it's always kind of been that really way, enough. isn't it? Isn't it mm. In terms of again, like, uh... go ahead. Yeah, again, it's it's obviously down to population as well, but it's it's. It's a massive up there, the football. Um, they love it up there. And again, it's grown, it's grown. But again, it'll take another couple of years before all that starts to, to really take off, in my opinion. So, where did you go from then, uh, Connor? Yeah, so it was January um, last year. I got a call from, from Drada. Um, Kevin Rangneen um, obviously showed interest and stuff like that. And it was a really quick turnaround. I think it was maybe a week and a half. And it ended up going through. Played my last game against Carrick Rangers. Um, helped the lads get to the the next round of the cup. Um, and ended up playing with Drada last season as well. And again, it was an unbelievable year that we had. Um, you know, everyone kind of wrote us off. I was only laughing towards the end of the season. I've had screenshots on my phone of people saying 
try to finish in last, try to finish in last. And again, we, we proved so many people wrong. Um, and again, I loved it. It was such a, such a great club and it was just a brilliant year all around. Would the comments like that, Connor? is that something, I know personally you probably take on, but is that something like you stuck on a dressing room wall, but you stuck it on the wall to yourself, if you know what I mean? People telling us we're going to finish last, it was the wrong move for me. Is that, you get a bit of, little bit of pride to go, do you know what, that was excellent, I'm delighted I went and I'm delighted I proved them wrong. But did you use that as motivation, them screenshots like? Yeah, again, it's, it's stuff like that. You, you tend not to read it, but you're living in a world where you, you see everything unintentionally as well. You're not that sort of way. You don't have to search anymore. But again, it's that kind of spurs you on because people just write you off from, from, from the outright personally and as a team, as a collective as well. So again, it was nice to look back um, when we secure promote, or promotion, sorry, safety, um, to look back on that and just have a laugh and just say, look, I knew we had a good enough team to stay up. But it was going out and pr- just proving the point, and we did that, I think, very, very well. Trev, do you want to bounce in there? Drogheda, I could be wrong, but uh, yeah, an amazing season for you. Was it, am I right in saying you got player of the year up there? Yeah, so there was, I think there was two awards. Dale got the clubs player of the year, and I got the fans player of the year as well. So again, Dale had a, a really, really good year. So I'm, not, I'm a little bit jealous, but I'll <laughs> give that to him. I'm looking at you then, I suppose, obviously, you're in Drada, you had a, an amazing season for all different reasons. For You know what I mean? Obviously, it was a, a challenging year, but I think it probably with, with being up north and playing that physical side of stuff and getting stuck in probably helps you with, with that kind of style of football. Coming then to your, your, your current team, so how did that come about? Before you even, obviously, we will talk about it, how did that come about and, and what was the process there? Yeah, so it actually it happened last summer. Um, there's a thing, and obviously with towards I think it's the last six months of a player's contract that clubs are allowed to get in contact with you. So I um, I had talked to John before, and I think he wanted to get it done last summer, but Jada were never gonna gonna sell me um, at that stage. So again, he kept in contact, and again in November, I kind of took a break, two three weeks off from from the football just to kind of clear my head and. He got in contact with me again and we had a few meetings and a few phone calls and it kind of just fell into place. It just felt like the right fit for me. I think, uh, Scott, just a personal note, I'm just going to write it down here. Next time the likes of Connor comes available, Dunboy need to be in there. Like, seriously, <laughs> we missed a trick there. I mean, he would have came home, his homecoming. Do you know what I mean? Him and no, Phil Darcy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we missed maybe, that anyway, but look. Maybe even Bowes. Bowes missed a trick there. Absolutely. Well, I, yeah, don't even want to talk about that. Yeah. So, so moving on to your your uh, your current uh, team, and obviously when you're you're uh, starting a new season now, and I'm sure you're looking forward to it. Um, you've had a couple of friendlies. How have they been going? I think you played Moxus as well. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, I think my leg was still recovering from that Moxus game. The pitch was, was so so heavy that day; it was ridiculous. But. Uh, now we had a few friendies, and again, obviously we played Rovers last week. That was, um, it was, it was disappointing. But again, it's, it's that was I think that was the first time that eleven had played mm. together in pre-season. So we tried something; it didn't work. And look, it would have been nice to win the, the Presidents Cup, obviously, but it's it's not the the end of the world. So again, the main focus is on obviously uh, Galway away tomorrow. And mm. um, now we we have a really good side. We're, we're flying fit and. Uh, I've no doubt that once we apply ourselves, we'll have a really, really good season. 
are we looking at like I mean Pats last year as a Bowes fan obviously in the cup final like, you know what I mean they they done very well they're an excellent excellent team and obviously they've they've really kind of got some brilliant signs including yourself what's like I mean it's a stupid question I know you're going to say the league but that is what that's your that's your target isn't it surely you're you're going for the league and and and, and Rovers are there to be shot at yeah, big time. But again, I think it's it's Ro- it's Rovers to lose in, in 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 sort of a way. I think, in my opinion, the guy going to League of Ireland games, me and Scott were were uh, mascots at Bowes all those years ago. Um, I think they're one of the best teams I've seen in in the League of Ireland throughout them years. I think everyone can can agree with me. I don't think many will disagree. But it'll be hard. Um, to, to do that but again you have to have confidence going in to do it we have the cup as well and obviously we have Europe I think the club are very disappointed last year of how Europe went for them obviously losing their, their first round um, so that's another aim as well to, to go further on that so again it's to win as many trophies as you can and we'll see how far we can push it Well I'm looking forward to it as I say we're like the, the the season itself, I think, you know, with the, the, the League of Ireland, it's really grown, you know, uh, um, popularity. And, uh, you know, oh, you only have to look at the TV now, you know, the amount of games that are going on on Virgin Media and obviously RTE and then you have the League of Ireland. Uh, so, I mean, it's it's it seems like it wasn't that long ago that it wasn't it wasn't well followed, but, like, everyone seems to know all the players. My young fella as well, he'd know, like, when he heard he was you were coming on, no disrespect. He was like, "Oh yeah, no." Like, and so it's it's really brilliant to kind yeah, of yeah. To, to see it, see it grown the way it is. So, hopefully, it's a good season. And hopefully, it's a great season for yourself, no doubt. Yeah, hundred percent. And as you said again, I think the league is is growing now, and I think it just needs that backing now from from the bigger parties up up above to to kind of help with facilities and and stuff like that to keep it improving. Because again, you know, as Bowes fans, that you're kind of turning away people a lot of the weeks. Mm. Um, you you just can't have enough tickets, so it's the same with Pats as well. There's there's only I think maybe four or five hundred tickets left for for home games on general sale, which is nothing. Mm. Um, so again, I think once that kind of comes in and, and there's more backing financially, I think it's it's it can grow to however big it's going to grow. Absolutely. Which would probably lead us into our next question. Well, my next question anyway. We'll have a little discussion if you don't mind, Connor. Yeah, Who do you no think problem. should get the Ireland job? Do you know what? I've read so many comments that I've lost interest of the whole thing because you you see one thing, you see Lee Carr's is getting you saying Neil Lennon's getting it. It's so hard, but it's it, in my opinion, it's going to be a very difficult job for whoever takes it anyway. Um, I don't know if you've seen the fixtures. The next like seven or eight fixtures competitive. Like it's it's going to be a very very tough job, um, and no matter who gets it, I think it's going to come under criticism regardless because I think the teams that are playing next are just miles miles ahead of us. But again, I think the the favourite that everyone saw about is probably Lee Carsey. I think he has really really good experience with the twenty ones in England. Um, so I think that would be my my pick if I was to to go by any of the the managers that are available. The the correct answer there, Connor, is the, the one that will pick you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, exactly. Although but you're not. Jose Mourinho was uh, man, come on. Somewhere, so I'd love to see that for a few games. But you're not. Park on a Friday. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be brilliant. But do you not think on the other side of it, like you know, you mentioned there, looking at the fixtures that are coming up, 
in a way the reason why we're getting those fixtures is because we have had a poor run of it so obviously you're, you're dropping in the ranking so you know that comes with, with, with what we're getting but on the other side of it is no matter who comes in you know yes they'll be under scrutiny but realistically we're playing these teams that are top 10 12 15 in the, in the world they're probably going to be given the time, but they're going to have to give them the time. So they're kind of, they're going to have the honeymoon period maybe a bit longer than you would normally get. I think, you know, it could be something. And Mr. Kerr should be looking at that again, like you maybe or something like that. But no, no. But like, I genuinely think that whoever comes in will have a bit more leeway. And, uh, but certainly we need the style of football that, and we need to see it, you know, mm-hmm. some sort of a pattern to play. That's my opinion. It's it's going to be an awkward one, lads, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. we're going to wa- it's nearly, as I've heard it saying before, you nearly want someone who will go long, get us results, mm-hmm. but someone who will actually play football and it's somewhere in the middle. So it's like you kind of want, yes, we'll play football when we have to, but we'll go long, get the results when we have to, because nobody wants to play all Jack, Star- Jack Charlton style football anymore. But mm. it's the only way we're going to get results is to be hard to beat. Mm. Yeah. 100% and again it's it's one of the things I think it needs to be long term I think especially with Stephen Kenny I know it didn't really work out in the end but I mean even after a year people are saying he's not good enough but and he'd only played or managed a couple of games you know that sort of way so I think as from fans and you know the whole country I think patience is probably the big one as well because it's, it's not going to be a quick fix it's going to take a couple of years to, to get back to maybe the standards we had all those years ago um, with competing and stuff like that but Again, a lot of the young lads that we have coming through as well, they're still only 22, 23, so their peaks haven't even come around yet, you know, that sort of way. So I think patience is, is the main thing that we need um, as a country. Paul, you just said it there. Sorry, Paul, you just said it there about, uh, you know, going long sometimes and knowing how to defend. We know someone that can play up front and then if we're, we're defending the lead, they can stick them back centre-half. <laughs> just Gary Doherty it is there, Connor. Just saying, just saying. Yeah. Yeah, like they do that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. Well, if you're not going to sign for for Dunboyne, like you know what I mean, you may as well play for Ireland. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think, in fairness, I think what Stephen Kenny has given us is probably, as as you were saying there, Connor, a bit of realism into the into the. I know he's gone now. It didn't work out. He was under pressure mm-hmm. at the start. I thought needlessly at the start. It ended up the house fell down on him anyway, but I think a bit of realism is going to come into the your support now and go, lads, we're not where you think we are. We're going to have to start somewhere and just try build on it. Whatever that is and whoever whoever's trying to build a house, I think the support of what Stephen Kenny has given us, if nothing else, was real as realism. Yeah, 100%. 100%. But even like I'm watching the, the Irish 21s as well, like some of the talent that's in that. Oh, yeah. Is mm. is unbelievable. Um, again, if you you blow them into the first team over over a couple of years, the talent is there. It just needs to again patience, and you need to have that sort of way of, of playing. Um, and again, I've no doubt that we will be competitive, but it, it's going to be, I think, a long term um, sort of process rather than a, a quick fix. Yeah, I think we we're actually probably five or ten years behind like other countries mm. um, because we only really have a, a we only set up our League of Ireland youth system five years ago now it used to be like only 18s 19s like kind of what was the earliest age you could you could have played league of Ireland like 17s was it seven yeah i well i actually would have been 19s this is when i was only in the academy so you had to actually be i think 16 to play in the ninth play on the 19s so that held me back for another year but again that only the 17s 15s 14s only come in over the last few years so it's it's still only 
fresh as, as Scott said there. Is there any reason for that, lads? I never quite understood it. Why are we going uh, toward our 15s, 17s, 19s? Why is there no 16s, 18s? Or anybody know? I think it's to have that sort of you're playing a year ahead of you, above you. I, I, I don't know the, the, the thing behind it, but I think that would be the only reason why, why they're doing that. Um, I think to have more teams underage will put so much financial pressure on the clubs and they, they physically can't pay it. So maybe that's one of the reasons why as well. Yeah, I'm just thinking as well. We, in our country anyway, we're January to January now. Mm-hmm. So when yeah. you were actually playing against the English or that, they could be September to September, so they're actually a year ahead of you. They could be nearly year six ahead months of you, yeah. ahead of you. Yeah, yeah, that's probably the reason. It just counts me. Anyway, I've another question for you, uh, more of a personal question. Well, not a personal question, but you probably hear this all the time, but who would you like to play with, Connor? If you are to play with one player in the world, who was the one you went, oh, do you know what, would I love to play with him? Oh, yeah. Obviously, you haven't heard this all the time. No, there's there's so many. You could go for the Messi or Ronaldo, but uh, I go with a centre half. I, I think that the only one that stands out to me now is probably Van Dijk, Virgil Van Dijk. Um, just watching him, I know he comes under he's come under scrutiny the last couple uh, couple of months and stuff like that, but. I was just thinking his prime when he was with Liverpool Force with the, the Champions League, the Premier League, I think he was just he was one of the best and the halves I've I've seen play. So I think playing beside him you wouldn't have to do much. A good show. I I'm a big Celtic fan, so I've actually seen him when he was with Celtic. And yeah. you know what? I remember looking at him and saying to the lad, even people, before people even heard him say, wait till you check this fella out with his Rolls yeah. Royce. He's apt he's better than anything I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I've seen him live and it just looked like he was always in second gear. Yeah, and he even when he was running, he didn't look like he was putting an effort in. He was bombing past people. No, he so just glides. He glides. Yeah. It's he. He's brilliant at what he does. Um, uh, again, I, there's not many, especially in Liverpool as well. That we haven't had many <laughs> these centre backs probably since Sammy Hoopia and stuff like that. But um, now watching him again most weeks is is unbelievable. It's funny, I was going to ask you that. You've already kind of answered it outside of uh, League of Ireland. Who's your team? So it's, I presume it's Liverpool. Yeah, it's Liverpool. Yeah. It is. I'm to had to ask. Well. <laughs> no, it's funny because Sammy Hippie will be one of my favourites. Oh, when, when, when I'm going to play League of Ireland in a few years' time, I would have, and if I was asked that question of who would I like, I would have said Paul McGrath. Paul McGrath would be definitely someone that. Paul McGrath as well. See, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to watch. I would have obviously watched, but I wouldn't have, um, have remembered much of him. So, <sighs> thanks for that, Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks, Connor. Yeah, You better watch some highlights, are you? Pat's legend, Paul McGrath. Yeah, he is. In fairness, yeah, yeah. People yeah, will be coming up to you, and if they come up to you and say he looks like he plays like Paul McGrath, you're doing something right. Yeah, hopefully he's not listening to this. <laughs> well, he's he's on a hit list to get, so you yeah. never know. <laughs> Career. Uh, another question for you: Where's the maddest place you've ever played? The maddest place. Don't say uh, Dunboyne. If I was to have a guess, I think I'd know where it'd be. <laughs> <laughs> there has been many. Um, I'm trying to think now. I probably actually I probably give you this one. My debut for Balamina, I played up in Carrick Rangers. The only reason it was mad was because it was during COVID, so we couldn't use the the dress rooms. So we had like a, a green tarp 
with like a met around the metal fence in one of the stands and we had to get changed in the stand. And this was in I think I think it was the seventh of January or maybe debut, so I think it was two degrees. <laughs> no showers, nothing. So I had to drive back to Dublin, no shower, played in Baltic conditions. So I think that's probably one of the maddest places that I've played purely because of that reason. Can I ask you another one on that? So we're at these kind of small little shop for, uh, uh, quick fire questions. Who would have been, who is, or who is one of the most difficult players you've played against in the League of Ireland so far? I actually said this recently. Um, he's only, he's just joined back Sligo today. Um, Max Matta was, was very, mm. very good. Um, it's just his movement. He's, yeah. he'd be in a game and he wouldn't be, you wouldn't think he's doing much, but then he'd pop up and he'd, Fain to go front post, he'd go back to the back and he just not in a goal and you're like, how has this fella done this? So it was him and obviously Rory Keaton who's signed with us now as well. Um, they were the two of my uh, uh, standouts that, I've, that I played against last year. So would you rather come up against uh, you know, a big physical forward, a big bruiser, rather than someone who's always on the move, keeping you on your toes, you're constantly looking over your shoulder? I'd actually rather play against someone who's going to you know, give you a bit as well, a bit, a bit of a bigger striker because... Again, the sort of nippy strikers are running behind the whole time could be a bit of a pain. But as I said, the half, the last thing you want to do is run back towards your goal. So, again, my size and stuff like that, it's getting you know physical and going for headers and stuff is something I don't mind. But again, when you've a small little striker that's constantly moving, it can be a bit of a pain. What height are you? Uh, six yeah, I sense why you like them battles with the big yeah. strikers. So yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. Come here, come here. Here's one more for you. I have anyway. What's the best dressing room you were ever in? Best crack, best dressing room, the one you loved. I loved last year um, in Drada. I think that was one of the top two. But my second year in Cavendish, that's. The best dressing room I've ever had. I've still talked to, I think, a good 50% of the lads that are, were on that team. Um, you know, it was funny because obviously we were part-time. Lots were in college, so you train on a Tuesday. And then, you know, Wednesday, you might be out with the college and you'll see the lads there as well. So, you know, it was it was a funny time. It was it, it was good crack, but I think that second year in Camp TV was, was probably the best dressing room that I've, I've been in. Super. Trev? I was just going to say, any any of the players, so the likes of Cabin Teeley, you've mentioned it a few times now, is there any players that you would have played with in the likes of those teams that have uh, gone on to play League of Ireland or, 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 or have most of them given it up or whatever? What's the crack? There's, there's a lot of them. Um, mm. There's a lot of them. Um, they're kind of scattered everywhere around around the, the league. Um, a lot of them, I don't think... Are playing now at the moment because they would have been maybe twenty six, twenty seven when I was when I was mm. there. Um, but a lot of them went obviously with Bray when Cavity went in with Bray. They kind of moved there and stuff like that. So there's still a few lads playing around the league of Ireland. A few have dropped down to to Leinster Senior um, League as well. So there's a lot of them still playing at a very high standard. Very good. Oh, you have I have yeah, just one. I just want to say, best away ground in the league around. Not in terms of you like to play at, and why is it Daily Mill Park? Because <laughs> <laughs> he keeps getting the beat balls. <laughs> uh, the best one. I'm actually not just saying this, but I actually love uh, Galway Stadium. I think it's a, it's a lovely stadium. Um, yeah. I think the obvious answer is Tala, but I'm, I'm not. 
I'm not going to put that in there. Um, That's the wrong answer. Here, so. <laughs> no, but I, I've always loved uh, uh, Eamon DC Park and, and Warford's ground as well is another one. Um, I think Warford's ground is, is lovely. I know it has the electric track around it, but it's just a lovely setup up there. Right, that's me done for the questions, lads. Trev, has got any more questions for Connor before we wrap her up? Uh, no, but I give it. I give it. I give a funny story. Actually, I was going to ask you to give us something. It's too nice. Yes, it's too nice. Yes, yeah. Yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Hang on, Scott. It's not even about uh, Connor himself. It's about his dad, uh, Brendan, a big oh, character. Geez. I'm sure you all know. Him. Mm. Uh, so you know, when people ask you who's your who's your football football and hero. Well, my footballing villain is Brendan Cady after uh, <laughs> the 2021 FAI Cup final because uh, Connor's brother Josh was part of the squad and I was just enjoying myself. You know, it was random Sunday, I think, down the back of Brady's having a few points with the lads. And uh, Brendan just taps me on the shoulder the week after the game. He just opens up, takes something out of his pocket, opens it up, and it's the FAI Cup final medal just looking at me. <laughs> And ever since then, he's been my football and villain. I knew exactly what he's at. I'm pretty sure I was wearing my Bowes jersey and everything. He got a great laugh out of him, of course. I'm sure you can you could tell, Connor. He's probably still carrying that medal around him nowadays. <laughs> oh, yeah, he hasn't given it back to Josh, I'd say. No, he hasn't. Josh hasn't seen it. He's just been carrying it. He, he didn't win much when he was playing, so he has to carry something around. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> right. Gauntlet laid down there, Connor. And you have it like I mean, looking at the fixtures coming up for you. Obviously, you've Galway and your first game, then you've got Bowes at home. So obviously, you'll get three points out of the two games anyway. That's for sure. Uh, and then you're on to uh, Derry away. How do you think the you know, the, the first couple of games? Like I mean, they're always going to be difficult, no matter what. You can't, no matter what way you put them on paper. But uh, I'm sure you're looking forward to it. Yeah. Not really looking forward to it. Um, it's it's not an easy start at all. Um, Obviously, Galway tomorrow, then Bowes, and then we have Derry on the Friday, and then we're travelling to Warford on the Monday. Both away games, so it's, it's not an easy start whatsoever. But again, you have to play everybody um, throughout the year. But again, we're, we're confident, we're confident, we're, we're fit, we're ready. And again, it's up to us now to, to go out and do it on the pitch. Yeah, well, I, I for one, as I say, I'm. Um... I've been watching the League of Ireland for a while and I've been growing more and more into it and I like the fact that we've had yourself on and, and it's brilliant and having a local lad I'll be definitely keeping a close eye and you'll certainly be my second favourite team how about that I can only give you the second favourite but uh, but it's <laughs> the best that. I can I'll do actually my third favourite Liverpool Bowes and then Pats but look you're in the top five you know is the boy not in there no? oh well I mean they, I mean if you're talking community <laughs> you club, got him yeah. there Connor <laughs> Connor thanks a million for that yeah <laughs> No, I appreciate right. That. right, boys, I think we'll leave it there. Uh, Connor, it's been a pleasure as, as as always. Thanks very much for coming on. We wish you all the best in the season ahead. Hope you get the three points of Galway. Hope you get the three points against Bowes. No, no. Hope you keep getting three points going. <laughs> That's from my perspective. I'm personally going to look out for you now. I'm going to be a, a Pat supporter for the season. So I'd like no, to see a big centre-half getting a few is. goals. There we go. Paul, what team do you support in the League of Ireland? Aaron bouncing around. I was Rovers, then I was Shells. Now I'm going to Pats. Oh, right. Okay, okay. Right, fair enough. I'm a traveller, not like the gypsies. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, look, we appreciate your time. Um, genuinely, it's it's been brilliant. In fairness, um, when we spoke to Scott last week, he mentioned your name. Um, mm. And obviously, that was Aaron. And 
you know in an instant you're here so we really appreciate that you've you know what i mean there's been no messing around and um, we're really delighted to get you in and you know what as the season goes on and you're doing well no doubt and you keep fit uh we'd love to have you back on and just maybe do a mid-season one if you're up for it and um, because yeah, really enjoy yeah really enjoyed this brilliant and one thing I always plug as well for ourselves uh, from a dumb boy, and we'd love to get you down to do a session with the kids if you don't mind, Connor, whenever you're free. Yeah. So uh, I'll nail you. Um, he said again, yes, we have it recorded. Yeah, no, we're we're in the morning, so again, I'm free all evenings, apart from Friday evening. So again, I'd, I'd love to, to get involved again. It's something I'm looking to do now in the future as well. So any anything I can give to the, the kids, any knowledge and stuff like that, I'd be gladly, um, I'd gladly do that. That's brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Magic. Brilliant. Toy him in, Scott. Toy him in. Yeah, yeah. No, we have him now. Have him live on video. <laughs> <laughs> right. So all the best, and uh, we'll see you soon, Connor, mate. Right. Cheers for that. Cheers, guys. Appreciate that. Thank you. Welcome back to part three. That's, that was a great interview with Connor. Uh, let's jump straight into this weekend's fixtures from the English Premiership. Yeah. Sorry, I'm actually on my phone here, sorry. Yeah, not prepared. Sorry, yeah, yeah, this I'm is what prepared. I have to deal with every week. Uh, I'm actually just texting someone here, so somebody really... Do you want us to recut this? Right, okay. No, no, we're granted. So, Saturday, we have um, no early fixture. Is there a game Friday night? No. Okay. Uh, well, we, there's a game on Friday night to champions, Championship. It's uh, Leeds and Leicester. But that's Shout out to Kev. Kev, to that. Yeah, uh, Kev Ryan, yeah. Right, so, uh, 3 o'clock on Saturday, Aston Villa and Forest... Actually, was a pen. Yeah. Uh, Aston Villa and Forest. Mm. Draw. Uh, uh, Villa home win for me. Killian? Uh, yeah, Villa win as well. Uh, I'm going Villa. Okay, so I'm the only one that hasn't. So what have you gone, Trev? Forest. No, I said draw. Sorry, draw, 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 draw. Uh, Brighton, Everton. <laughs> I'd eat, uh, home win. Brighton. Uh, yeah, I'll go. No, I'll go draw. Draw. Okay. Everton win. Everton. Everton win. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Granddad. Brighton. Brighton. Yeah. Palace. Burnley. Who did you go, Killian? Sorry. Everton win. Palace. Burnley. Probably a game nobody wants to watch. Uh, I will go. Palace win a home. I go the same. I'll go the same. Draw. Draw for Killian. Killian's going to get a hit rate of everything here. <laughs> yes. Well, it depends on what he gives for a certain game, but I'll we'll know from then. Man United, Fulham. Well, the game you're going to going miss Yeah, I'll be Perfect. there with my green and gold scarf on me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, Man United win all day. I'm going to go home as well. Killian. Fulham win. Away. Killian. And you know where Trev's going with this. I'm going Manchester United. Are you? Yeah, move on. It's the only time you'll Hope get... I have a good weekend. Well, I'm, I, I, look, I'm kind of thinking, yeah, well, if it goes wrong, here. you know what I mean? I'm happy out. So We're it's all a win, going win. At home, except for Killian's going away. Yeah. It's all up there in the kidneys. Half five, uh, Bournemouth and Man City. What a game. Away win for me. Yeah, I can't look past City. City win. City as well, yeah. But that could be interesting. Bournemouth at home. Been, no, no, no. Them. Like head says, City. But it could be a, it could be a draw there. Maybe there's a late game on eight o'clock. Arsenal Newcastle. 
Arsenal, oh, Arsenal all day long. Yeah, Arsenal at home, Newcastle still have a good few injuries. Arsenal. Arsenal, uh, like Newcastle, yeah, good strong team, shocking. but like Arsenal are just un- unplayable at the minute. It seems you know they're getting the results for uh, their team and form. So we have Sunday then Wolves at half past one. Wolves, Sheffield United. Well, I'm going home win. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Sheffield United can't buy a draw. Never mind a win. I'm gonna go Wolves. You're not gonna agree with me, no? No, 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 no. I agree. Sheffield United. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wolves as well. Yeah, I'm Wolves as well. Oh, there's uh it's a cup game there's a lot of people that listen to this are Arsenal United fans it's, it's they don't know what this is it's a cup final they wouldn't be used to it it's uh Chelsea versus Liverpool do you know who the holders are Trev hmm? the holders of this cup oh, the ones who are not in it this year and look where that got them yeah. so it's our first cup of the season so I'm gonna go Liverpool no, we're only doing Premiership. Fixes. Okay, but right, we won't no, count no, this. No, 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 we're not counting. We're not even putting it in. So you all know. Okay, no, okay. Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea in the Chelsea. 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 Yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea. Come on, Chelsea. Right. right, and Monday night, West Ham, Brentford. I'll go Brentford. Hammers for you? I'll go Brentford. I'll go Brentford. I'll go West Ham. Okay. Who's at home? West Hammer. Shocking form, under pressure at home, Brentford. And you're going Brentford? Yeah, Brentford yeah, yeah. all day, yeah. yeah. Kind of the wheels are coming off. Can't mm. come off by Sam, haven't they? Right. That's all the fixtures. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, boys, I think we'll leave it there for this week. Massive shout out to, as I said, Tesco's and uh, Jared, Sarah, Greg and Magna for getting behind the podcast. We really appreciate it. A massive thank you to the listeners as well. And tune in less w- next week for the more exciting talk on This Is Football. Killian, did you just let one go there? Nice way to sign off. Nice way to sign off. Good luck. <laughs> How are you, Roddy Collins here? And I listen to This Is Football podcast.